towering mast creak and crack as your vessel rocks with the sticky southern sea breeze. A sudden gust cools your face with a spattering mist from the ever-swelling whitecaps. You look upon the black, churning monster bearing down upon you with antipathy. Nothing can be done but to prepare for the worst. Intense blinding flashes dance across the sea, deep rumbles shake your bones to meal, and the playful gusts grow to forceful gales. A lonely droplet stings your cheek as if to spit in your face, or perhaps even challenge you. What should we do, Captain? The rain comes heavier now, falling in sheets and a deafening roar fills your ears. Turning to your first mate, you shout over the storm, Batten down the hatches! Lance Howery. Kind of like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if our first five podcasts are lucky. <laughs> Do you ever we had any, I don't know if we'll have any views. I don't know. Zane Potter. And let, let's, let's be honest here. It's not exactly five-star media. This is Men in Armor. Good. It's all good. Howdy, folks. Welcome to yet another episode of Men in Armor. Uh, when you're listening to this, it'll probably be close to wintertime, but it is the first day of October, and I am ready for some fall weather. Uh, my name is Zane Potter. Sitting across from me is uh, Lance Howery. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You know, today is special. It is special. We have a guest today. A special guest. Yes, we do. What's up, guys? How's it going, Brandon? I'm doing good. I'm just glad to be here. We got Brandon Bergen with us today. Um, How's it feel to be on a podcast? Well, I tell you what, the craziest thing is just hearing my voice in my headphones. In your ears? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You don't like listening to yourself talk? I don't, typically. That's not what I got from you when I first met you. I was afraid of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most people don't think that. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Well, how, how's your day going? Do we want to talk about that first? Well, usually we do. Oh. Well, I figured with... Zane's third, getting away. With the third, third guy here. Well, the third guy, we could talk about more crap like all, all the time. I mean, we could go down rabbit trails. Yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. This might be an hour and a half podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, why don't we ask Brandon, how's your day going, man? Uh, it's going all right. Yeah. Um, got a few issues on the home front, but uh, you know we might get into that a little more as we go into the podcast. Yeah, how's the how's the little one progressing? Like the little little one, like the one on the way. Yeah, uh, she's doing great. Yeah, yeah, she's doing great. Mama's not doing so great. Oh, yeah, well, that's not good. A few struggles there, but uh, we're gonna try to get it hashed out. So, some health stuff. Well, I mean, just keep plugging through. Yeah. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> well, no one's talking. Awkward. Nobody's talking. <laughs> I thought Zane was going to hit us with some profound, with profound some wisdom. Profound, no, but uh, I'm not a dad yet. <laughs> well, uh, prayer and petition, but I was always praying for Brandon. 
Um, <laughs> not cause, not because he needs it, but you know, maybe. Uh, so what's uh what's up? What's going on? Well, let's talk about the fact that Spider Man is back in the MCU. Oh wow, go in there. Well, I figured that's where you would go. That's <laughs> no, where... certainly, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So what's the deal? Um, so the deal is that Sony and Disney got over their uh, their problems with each other, and uh, really just got over with uh, fighting over money. There was some bad blood. Yeah, fighting over money, really. And uh, now we got Spider Man for two more movies, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Are some you... plot details dropped today. It's possibly going to be like a a darker Spider Man movie. And uh, maybe uh, like Mary um, Jane Chameleon might be the be the bad Chameleon. I'm not familiar with him. Um. Anyways, uh, I guess he can be anybody. He's oh, Spider Man yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he's kind of like uh, oh, oh, what's her name on Game of Thrones? I don't. I've not seen Game I of Thrones. I don't watch I don't Game know. of Thrones. Well, we discussed why, this on episode because two. we're because we're Christians on this side of the table, bro. <laughs> <laughs> neither do I. But I mean, it was. I think I watched the first season, but I know one of them. They she gets this ability where she can like change faces. She can put faces on her own face, and Holy it's kind of gross if you think about it. But uh, <laughs> like when, whenever she kills someone, she takes their face. Holy cow! And I don't know if that's if she takes that was in Game of Thrones. Thrones, Thrones, Thorns, yeah. whatever. I don't watch it. <laughs> she, no, she. Uh, uh, yeah, I, and I don't know if it's physically or if it's like uh, on a on a. What's the word I'm looking for? Mystic level. Yeah, mystical level. But she takes their face, quote unquote. Hmm. And uh, that's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. But so, Brandon, are you into superheroes? Because we talk about that topic a lot on this. Yeah, this I've, I've caught that from previous episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I do like superheroes. I was thinking about that just yesterday. You know, I was listening to another podcast where they were talking about, <clears throat> they were lamenting how studios aren't putting out original content. You know, they're kind of either remaking stuff, i.e., we like I just watched Aladdin this weekend, mm-hmm. you know, like a remake, you know, live action. But I tell you what, they're making what the people want to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people. Um, the superhero movies, well, I could, I mean, I could watch those for days. I don't know. I don't know if I would call. The Marvel Cinematic Universe unoriginal, because I mean, it, I mean they're pretty uh, unique storylines as far as yeah, I would say that how they've developed. The, obviously, the characters are not original, but the stories they they yeah. don't take straight from the comics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then well, it's just like alternate. Just us comic book like nerds that are thinking about that. It's just like alternate universes. I mean, yeah. That's 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 why it's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's classified technically as a but it's like universe. but Brandon has a point. Like you know, they keep doing remakes and and Sony and the Sony Disney deal is kind of interesting because they literally Sony has a in its contract how they have Spider Man yeah is they have to make a movie every two years or they lose Spider Man right. just flat out and so it's like we're gonna get something no matter what and so it's good that it's kind of in the Marvel universe right now but. It's funny you mentioned remakes. Have you ever, uh, have you guys, have either of you guys ever watched Supernatural? No. No? I've seen it once. Uh, well, you're familiar with the two Like main... the commercial, maybe. The commercial? <laughs> <laughs> you're familiar with the two main characters, right? What they look like? Negative. Okay. Well, then this. this I've is... seen the commercial, so I'm kind of familiar. This isn't going to strike a chord with either of you. But <laughs> one of the guys in the, in the show, 
is going to be the new Walker, Texas Ranger. No, way. They're redoing yeah. Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah. I was just discussing this with somebody the other day. <laughs> really? No, they're redoing it. It's going to be awesome. That is sweet. That's like one of my all-time favorite really? shows growing up as a kid. Like <laughs> Every Saturday far. night, I would watch that with my grandpa every Saturday night. Just kind of okay, a childhood, well, then, childhood staple of mine. It's got sentimental value then. It yeah. has nothing to do with how, how the show was. Well, I mean, it was a good show, so don't, nah, don't hate was, the show. It was okay. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it's a good portion of the I way only, to a good show. I've only watched like maybe a handful of episodes, and they... they, they <laughs> didn't really strike a chord with me that well so but there is a sentimental aspect because for me my mom freaking loves that show walker texas ranger. oh yeah really yeah <laughs> i loved it so much I named, I named my first fish walker texas ranger i mean <laughs> not even just walker like you said the full name yeah. every time <laughs> yeah i was a kid what do, you, what do you want from me oh man that's funny i don't know he also had nine lives so yeah yeah so, so i thought was that your, is that your favorite my parents show? kept replacing him actually I found that out when I was an adult, like a couple years ago. I don't ago. know why parents do. I would honestly, I would say, look, this is a perfect opportunity to explain to my kid <laughs> that sometimes. Yeah, he would float to the top, and I was like, man, that stinks. And then the next morning, <laughs> I had a new one there, and I was like, he has nine lives. <laughs> it happened multiple times. <laughs> man, that stinks. That's hilarious. It was, it was pretty funny when I found that out as an adult. <laughs> oh. What'd you say your favorite show is? Favorite TV show? Yeah. Right now? Uh, probably well, I mean, f- just in general. Um, well, probably The Flash. The Flash? Yeah. I love superheroes, though, and that's one yeah. of my favorite superheroes. Flash so. is pretty good. What about you, Brandon? Man, I don't watch a lot of TV, but... Uh, um, He's Christian, you know. Well, yeah. Covert <laughs> Affairs, I've watched everything, so that's the only TV show that I've done I don't even know what it. that is. It's only awesome. TV show you've ever watched everything on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, front Who's to back. Uh... I don't know how the heck she say her last name, but it's Piper Parabo or Parabo or how the heck you say her name. Oh, well, how old is the show, first of all? It's like just probably five years ago. Yeah, five, six years ago. Really? Yeah, they had multiple seasons. Huh. It's yeah, good. It was four. It's, we, we just watched It's uh, like a CIA show, you so know, female like, lead. Is it like and, Alias or something? Similar. I've seen similar. Alias. Similar. Alias was a pretty good show. Yeah, that's Desi's favorite. She just yeah. bought, really? bought the first season <laughs> again so she could watch it. But uh, Warehouse 13 would be the other one, which you probably haven't heard of that one either. What's that one about? Is it, doesn't that have to do with Doctor Who or something? It's, it's, a, a it's a similar vibe. No, it's not a spinoff. But, I mean, it's a steampunk vibe to it. And they basically find um, historical artifacts that get imbued with their owner's, you know, some kind of magical property. And they have to go and retrieve these artifacts because left out in the wild, if you will, you know, for you and me to pick up and find, we'll use them to nefarious ends. So, oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Huh. That's Mildly historic, but... So, like, what kind of artifacts? Like the Ark of the Covenant or? Stuff like that, yeah. I, thought I mean, or like, uh, let's see, Margaret Thatcher, uh, like her thimble. You know? Oh, really? Yeah, like it got imbued with something. I forget on that episode what the it was ability for. ability to sew really fast. <laughs> something, <laughs> you know, or like uh, Jimi Hendrix guitar. Oh, stuff like that's that. Cool. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, like that thing would shoot lightning and, like, kill people. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I wow. remember watching, like, maybe one or two episodes of that. It's pretty interesting. You know, rumor has it that Jimi Hendrix used to cut a slit in his forehead with a razor blade and then rub acid on his bandana before he put it on every show. Holy cow. That's the rumor. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but that's the rumor. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, if you can even if you can even do that. I don't even know if you can do that, but I'm not going to try and find out. Some <laughs> microbiologist is losing his mind right now. Like, that's not how we 
works. Yeah. Oh. Pharmaceutical guys are going crazy. Anyway. So, uh, hold on. You have an NFL shirt on. What about it? What did you think of the game? Was it sad? Did you watch it? I, I We're talking about the Cowboy game. We didn't play very well. I know we lost like five viewers Man. right there, but. What? <laughs> yeah, all five of our viewers. <laughs> no, I. I Listeners. I uh, Listeners, yeah. I, I do too much stuff. <laughs> viewers and footage. Yeah, I do YouTube too much. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I don't know. I just. It doesn't surprise me, to be honest, because uh, games that we should be terrible at we do pretty good and then when it comes to something that should be a piece of cake we always fail and that's that's going all the way back to before romo like yeah when romo first started throwing i mean that's the way it was saints defense was a lot better though yeah. than the other teams we played so well yeah that was sad it was a bad uh sunday evening for that well we're three and one not that that's a bragging right by any means i mean we played probably the three worst teams in the nfl right now but true all right so let's get into the topic today what is the topic uh so ra- rabbit rabbit trail here i'm just gonna totally interrupt what you said i'm over here when you guys brought up cowboys i was like i can't believe there's two cowboy fans in here so i'm looking at the cowboy memes. no <laughs> no they're going to lose they're going to lose but so i'm just looking at memes about cowboy fans so Sorry. you're so you're not paying attention you're <laughs> yeah Maybe, maybe we That's should, my inner five-year-old coming out right there. Maybe we should uh, cut this episode and <laughs> do it with just me and you. If you well, we probably lost him. Mean, I, don't, I don't think Brandon's a... Uh, well, I'm uh, self-sabotaging here. Oh, okay. Wrecking the episode. Oh, so is that your segue? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It wasn't going to be, but... <laughs> self-sabotage. <laughs> All what? right, so our topic today, guys, is self-sabotage. What is self-sabotage? Well, Brandon's a perfect good example. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why we had him on. No, uh, seriously, I, I don't know. We were talking earlier, uh, Zane, that it's kind of can happen in everyday things. You know, I said I, yesterday that I went to, I I started my diet, and then I get all the way to Life Group, had ate well all day, and then I had five cookies, and so you can that have, was me self sabotaging because have a cheat day on the first day of my diet. <laughs> well, oh, I thought I was confused there for a second. So it was just a day. Yeah, I just started that day. Oh. Okay, so it was your cheat day. And I had started on Sunday morning and ruined it Sunday night. Okay, well, it was your cheat day then. Yeah. Sunday is your official cheat day. Well, Saturday, it was Monday last night. I've, I've ruined two days. Two cheat days? Do I get two? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Today I've been doing good. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I would say I could coach you, but I've gained a lot of weight, so I don't know. Is that? Well, I went to the doctor today, and I had my blood work done last week, and all my vitals are good and all my all my stuff's good except cholesterol was a little bit high so he's like no fried food no um no fast food no creams dressings anything like that so no, nothing fun nothing good <laughs> so anyways i gotta i gotta get on that so i can lower my cholesterol a little bit i don't want to get on any medicine i've been on that before with my heart attack so it sucks yeah anyway so that that's yeah that's that's kind of self sabotage, especially knowing your goal and where you want to be, and uh, I do that all the time. Like whenever I drive by a uh, like a Dairy Queen or something, it's like man, I could go in there, just get like a small Blizzard. Mm-hmm. That's gonna cost me like two fifty. Chocolate chip cookie. Oh man, it's 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 it. 
It's tough. It's yeah. really tough. I, I just ate a pumpkin pie blizzard on the way here. <laughs> I did. I really did. It was like, man, it's the first day of October. Why not? Why not? Mm, that's hilarious. I mean, there's a Dairy Queen right across from your house, pretty much. It, it's true. <laughs> it's they pretty, just put it in. It's pretty tempting every time I drive by. Anyway. I, uh, I re- I, Dairy Queen's not my favorite, so that's probably good. If, I, if there was a Freddy's there, I'd... That wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be living very long. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's just one example of, I don't even know what you would call that. What would you call that? Temptation? I mean, cause temptation encompasses a lot of things. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, just uh, no willpower maybe. Yeah. What's the opposite of willpower? Um, well, what <laughs> opposite of willpower? Yeah. What's no the, willpower. No willpower. Okay. Well, no willpower. <laughs> so, uh. No willpower, but I highlighted three here, and that's fearfulness, overthinking, and anxiety, which I think are two very, uh, excuse me, three, can't really count today, uh, three of the most uh, probably prominent, especially in today's society with uh, everyone's got a very heavy business mindset, you know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself, uh, things of that nature, so... um and it says anxiety. 40 million Americans have some form of anxiety disorder. Now, that's just... I don't know if that means clinically... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I've got no words today. They're all gone. <laughs> uh, it's not good. We're on a podcast. Um, uh, yeah, f- so uh, clinically would be like actually... Uh, diagnosed. That's diagnosed, yeah. Diagnosed. And so that's not... I mean, because I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that just chalk it up to... You know, oh, well, I'm just getting in my head. Yeah, I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. So, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that includes me, but I mean, I have anxiety, but I've never went to a doctor for it. But yeah. I definitely have anxiety. I mean, I've been to the doctor, and he says you probably have anxiety. But yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is I didn't let him prescribe medicine to me, but um, I've kind of just used some God stuff and yeah, um, friends and talking to people to get over it, but or not really get over it to get through it whenever it happens. But yeah. Uh, so Brandon, what do you think about, I mean, talking about anxiety, I know you've dealt with that a little bit in your life, uh, not personally, maybe, but with wife and stuff. And mm-hmm. No, it's a very real thing, whether it's, <clears throat> excuse me, whether it's, you know, diagnosed or not. Um, I'm trying to think how that would apply to self-sabotage. I, I think the way I've seen it play out is having a situation where you could probably accomplish more, but for whatever reason, be it fear, be it, um, overthinking, um, you're like, no, nah, it's, that's, that's higher than I can reach. You know, um, yeah. I may not ever be healthy. There's something wrong with me, broken, et cetera, something like that to where instead of taking the steps to, um, move ahead, whatever that might be in your particular situation, you know, you go back to what's comfortable. You go back to what you know. Um, and maybe give in to some of that anxiety or depression because mm-hmm. you start to buy the, believe the lie. Um, that's really what I was trying to go with this is you start to believe the lie that depression is your friend, mm-hmm. you know, there's comfort there because it's known, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't know what is coming. Should you start taking steps out of that? Yeah. And, and then you, then if you, if you do take steps out of that, you run the risk of getting knocked back down. You have farther to fall. Yeah. 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 It's a softer fall from where you're at and yeah. reaching that's, higher. That's an interesting perspective, though. I've never really thought of depression as a comfort zone. 
and it really is. I mean, you know, you get bundled up in your blanket, which I mean, there's many forms, obviously, but uh, yeah, maybe for- the most common is you know not wanting to go out, not wanting to you know you know keeping to yourself, uh, solitude, and uh, really, it just seems like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. If you want to get anything done for moments, uh, like for me where self sabotage and anxiety correspond together, um, is I will take a situation that is probably not as bad as I make it out to be. Or if I just like, you know, my wife, Desi will be saying, Hey, this is how it's going to work out. And I even know she's right. But I would rather go down the rabbit hole of anxiety and saying that it's going to be the worst thing in the world. It's going to be the end of the world. There's no way I can get out of this or no way I can figure this out. And I'd rather go down that rabbit hole than just admit she's right or just take her advice and be like, all right, it's okay. But that's because just like something triggers in me and I can't let it go. Yeah, I know how that is. I mean, Mm -hmm. because it seems like every time that I'll get a thought, I'll get a seat in my head, you know, and... uh, Oftentimes, I'll be able to, I'll think about it for a while, and oftentimes I'll be able to put it away. I envision putting it in a box and just putting it away. And it goes away for a while, but then another scenario, spinoff, if you will, will come from that first thought. And it'll say, well, maybe it's not this, what if it's this? And I'll mull on that for a while. And a lot of times, I'll uh, keep taking this to God and it's it's something that has happened time and time again I'll, I'll take it to God and just when I'm about to give up uh, he pulls through and it's always an epiphany kind of thing and so which and so I don't understand why I can't ever just I'm I've yet to find that switch where I go from overthinking anxiety fearfulness to just saying all right, go ahead and take care of it. Yeah. Well, I think it ha- you have to have steps. Um, you have to have a plan in action or a plan to put into action when you start overthinking, when you have things arise. Because you can't, um, if you don't, you're going to go down that rabbit hole. You know, you like you said, you, you're ta- saying it with a switch, you know, how do you flip that switch? And uh, you have to have a plan. And, you know, I, obviously, I think it has to include, you know, God in it and um, in a daily walk with him to uh, kind of overcome that. I was going to say prayer is like a big part of that. I think, um, you know, if you find yourself going down a path that, you know, you can oftentimes, I feel like, not always, but oftentimes you can kind of see the direction that you're going. Like, hey, I've been down this path before. Like, I felt these feelings before of fearfulness, of anxiousness, whatever it is. And Like you can feel the car rolling, but the brakes are out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel powerless to stop it, you know. But if... And that's where, you know, like you said, having a plan comes into place. And I'm not very good at this, but from personal experience, when I do find myself giving into those things, if I can stop long enough to really pray, and I don't mean just like while I'm driving the car, like, you know, dear God, you know, do this for me type thing, but like really talk to him mm-hmm. um, heart in a heartfelt way, <clears throat> you know, some doors start to open. Some, yeah. some of those walls do start to come down in your brain. Of, of those lies that you're believing and you start to go, Oh, okay. Well, there may, even if there's not a silver lining here, there is maybe a path forward, you know, maybe this isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Well, you know, I like that analogy you guys are starting to use there with the car without the brakes. 
because like, you know, you think about it, if a car was going down the, you know, you're going down a hill or something towards a cliff and, uh, you start started out and you're going like a mile per hour. It's a lot easier to talk to God when your problems are at that point than when you're going 40 mile an hour, you're about to go off the cliff. It's not really the right time to get out of the car, but what else are you going to do? You know, and it's going to hurt a lot more. And, uh, and so I think it's a good analogy of going to God a lot sooner before you're down the, at the edge of the, edge so of the cliff. you're equating jumping out of the car to going to God. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'm equating the timing of going to God and waiting till the last oh, okay. minute. It's going to, it's going to hurt a lot more than having him at the top of the valley than having him at the bottom of the valley. You know, if you're yeah. going to, if he goes through it with you, you have a lot better chance to survive. Yeah. Well, um, man, I'm, as we're talking, I'm, I'm noticing all these things kind of intertwine with each other. And, uh, man, because I can't ever say I've been fearful about my situation. Uh, honestly, I get, I get more anxiety over what, do, what I mean, what do you guys get, get tangled up about the most? Finances. Finances? That's an easy one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I probably. Mean, finances and marriage is a pretty big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, honestly, just uh, busyness. Yeah. Um, like, what am I doing too much? What am I saying yes to? What am I saying no to? Um, that gives me the most anxiety, probably. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things I build up. Like, instead of just taking one day at a time. I'll take it. I'll, I'll like just, you know, in any moment I'll be, I'll build everything up to, Oh man, I can't handle any of this. You know, when in reality I'm just overreacting to the whole situation. Yeah. I've just had one bad day. Yeah. I've just had one day where mm-hmm. everything that I'm doing was too much that day, but it doesn't mean it's too much overall. I mean, it might mean it might mean that, but then that's a sign of, you know, I need to change some things, but that's usually what I'm having anxiety over about lately. Hmm. Well, I just find it funny how every time that I've come through something like this, and say it'll be, you know, a year, two years beyond the situation I was in. And I look back and I I was honestly uh, just ballistic about the whole thing when I didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it's that way every time. And yet for some reason every time a new situation comes up, uh, it's like it's it's the end of the world all over again. It's It's never going to work out. It's never going to come to anything and I just I often wonder why that is why is it that so many times we can like I was talking about earlier watching God come through for us that we still decide to maybe rely on our own devices uh, or look to the world for answers rather than trust in him well I mean I think you can say sin nature of course but that's kind of an easy answer yeah Um, but I mean uh, I think we also have learned behaviors you know that uh, get easier the more times we do them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you fail to trust, if you will, or, you know, kind of overreact, or in my case, almost always overthink. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I overreact, um, but I overthink a lot. And, yeah. you know, that's a learned thing, in a sense. Yeah. Like, even if it comes naturally, you do it three or four or five times to a, a legitimate situation. Well, the next time a legitimate situation comes up, you know, something that could be stressful. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to overthink it. Yeah. It's easier. I, mean, yeah. I know it. It's a habit. I mean, it's just like 
it's just like when you you know you ha- your kids are doing something and they do something wrong um you react a certain way more than once and it's hard to break that habit you know yeah even when it's probably not that big of a deal you know um and i think that's a lot of ways our habits are really and they're intertwined with our anxiety with overthinking with fearfulness with anything any any however we react to a situation can really come down to how we reacted to a situation last time yeah so on that note what's that what's that habits book that uh, atomic habits atomic habits yeah let's plug that that's a super good book <laughs> that's a good to, book. Un, even, even if you don't apply it which you totally should i never read it so but just the uh, i've read it twice this year i failed at it and i'm actually thinking about <laughs> repicking it up because i feel like sure i you know i've i've still thinking about it and i still know i need to you know put some of those aspects into my life um but you know, it, you know what's cool about that though. Like, okay, so maybe you failed twice, but I bet you have a better understanding now of why. Yeah. You know, um, and and you know that's not always comforting because it's like oh, Lance is over here failing twice. You know that uh, sucks. You know it's not a fun feeling, but uh, well, it's like I worked out for ninety days straight, uh, literally every mm-hmm. single day after reading that book, and something in my honestly i went on vacation and then i came off a of vacation and i never went back cookies. to it yeah cookies definitely <laughs> but seriously like it's something basically something changed in my brain during vacation because i was changing my habits i changed probably you know maybe i changed too many and maybe that was it but i i mean i had worked out for 90 days straight i did not miss a day no matter how i felt no matter what day it was even if it was sunday before church and i and i did it every morning it wasn't just like i did it at night i did it every morning and honestly, I think I relaxed on vacation and decided, well, I'm not going to do it while I'm on vacation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I decided when I got back, oh, I'll be all right. I've lost a little weight. I'll be all right. And, and I wasn't, you know, and, and, that, and honestly, then those 90 days wasn't about losing weight. Actually, I didn't lose much. I lost more on Weight Watchers later on this year, but I really, um, it changed how I was feeling mm-hmm. and that's why I was doing it was to change how I felt and I want that feeling again. So I'm going to probably read that book again and figure out some habits I need to put back in. So is there an element of self-sabotage in there at all? Definitely. Definitely self-sabotage. I mean, hitting the snooze button in the morning, that's self-sabotage. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Well, there's always the trying to rationalize, well, you know, I can just work out tomorrow or, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I would much rather take a nap than work out because there's no sense killing myself. Tomorrow's killed a lot of dreams. Yeah. Ooh. Podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, seriously though, it's, it's. I think uh, you know you're hit. You're hitting it right on the head that we kind of put things off. Yeah. We always think you know saying tomorrow. Um, that's one maybe one of the biggest things we can do with self sabotage. Uh, saying because you, you commit to a plan. Yeah. And then, for example, I'm going to get up and work out. I've done it this week. I'd be honest. I was like, I'm, I'm going to get up and work out on Sunday morning. I'm going to get up and work out on Monday morning I've and Tuesday morning, and I failed all three mornings. I've hit the snooze button for at least an hour, yeah. and I justified it because, well, i got to take the kids to school this morning. I need some extra sleep. i got to get to work. I don't have time to get up. But yeah. honestly, I probably, I'm probably still just as tired, to be honest. Well, I think it's, a lot of that has... Man, I think the more and more, I think we've just gotten too comfortable with how we live. I mean, if you think about uh, those that settled this land, 
back in whatever time period it was, the 1700s to the early 1800s, I mean, if you had that attitude, you died. Yeah. I mean, so I think to apply that to our spiritual life, you know, if we don't hold to a a continuous study of Scripture and a continuous study of who God is and what He can do for us, namely when it comes to things like this, mm-hmm. like self-sabotage and how the media bombards us, uh, how people bombard what we've been talking about the last, you know, three episodes. Right. Uh, if you don't keep that mentality, you die. Yeah. And you don't just die physically. You die in a very, very... It's it's dark. Yeah. It's very dark. So... Well, I mean, I've been at that place. I've been at that dark place, and uh, it's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So, I, I think one of the most uh, daunting things about self-sabotage is, like you were saying, it's, we can't, really, we can't put the blame on anybody. I mean, it's, it's, in, the, it's in the word, self-sabotage. We often choose how these things happen, when they happen. Like, uh, you know, it's like an alcoholic you know, an alcoholic that has quit drinking, deciding to go to a bar. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not that's not a good decision. That's absolutely self sabotage. That's just asking for trouble. Yet, we say we don't want to watch porn, but we watch R rated movies. Well, yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's exactly true. I mean, and we it's, we put ourselves in similar situations. Well, you know, it's not just with alcohol, but oh, well, we're alcoholics. But that was that was the the most tangible example i could come up with i mean i know i was been... just trying to hit someone you know just... oh, okay <laughs> I, okay I'll, I'll, i was just I'll, stepping on some toes I'll today take that one. i'll take that one uh but i think that it's it's a lot harder for us to see those uh those steps we take like when uh something that really struck me when oh when was it it was the uh i can't remember what the message series was but it was one of pastor craig's message series mm-hmm. and he was talking about samson okay uh was, how, it our, was it our fight one that we did as a men's group no anyway he was talking about how samson when he would go to town to get a prostitute it was it was, i i don't know how many steps it was he had to take a certain amount of steps he took each it was one fifty two thousand was it fifty six thousand steps yeah he had to take each one of those steps with the intention to go to town to find a prostitute. I mean, he took that many steps in the wrong direction. Yeah. Intentionally. And I think a lot of us don't realize that we are taking those same steps in the wrong direction. I mean... Well, he made a decision out of the gate. You know, I'm going to go do this thing. Right. And so he took a step out his front door with that intention... But then he solidified that. He created that pathway, um, metaphorically speaking, you know, each step he took. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he was emphasizing, nope, I am going to do this. Yeah. I mean, I could turn around, but then he doesn't. Right. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't. And then he doesn't until he's there and he's, well, I'm already here. Yeah. So, you know. But I mean, what's incredible, and this is why I identify. Justification. 
huge part of self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah for Ration- sure. You try to rationalize your position, uh, no matter what it is. I mean, it could be blatantly wrong, and you try to rationalize it, and, oh, well, you know, we've been going out for like three years. We might as well be married. So um, it, this is why I identify with Samson so much, though, is because even though he took those steps intentionally, uh, he's still counted among the hall of the faith is that what it's called the hall of the faith i always get this wrong i always want to say that sounds right the hall of the hall of the faith I have no it's not idea. the hall of justice so. the hall of the faith <laughs> but um we know that he in the end he still turned to god and asked for and uh asked for his favor and god yeah. gave it to him because he had faith that god would deliver him yeah and he did and uh i just think that for most of a, for any of you out there that feel like there's just no way that you can come out of the hole you're in, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, I mean, God's he, God's he, ready that you know God's there with a hand hand out. Yeah, He's waiting. He's waiting to pick you up. Well, I think it's important to note that uh, it's never too late to start, mm-hmm. um, and that is such a tough one when you're in the middle of a situation um, to remember. Um, I mean, just a. A tangible example is for me with porn. If uh, so, we might step on some toes here. Um, you know, it's it's kind of a thing where you you know maybe you go down a path like you were talking R-rated movies, right? Mm-hmm. So you start there, right? And maybe you go a little further than that, whatever. And you're like, well, now I'm now I'm this far. Mm-hmm. You know, I may as well go where I was kind of intending to go all along. You know, and actually, you know, go to an adult website. You know, look at porn, right? Yeah. Um, but where I was going with this is if you actually stop wherever you're at on that train, you know, put the brakes on or bail out of the car, whatever analogy works for you. Um, I tell you what, even though it may feel like, well, Hey, I've already sinned, which you have the, the feeling the next day is so different Mm -hmm. because you did at some point may, and it's not that you didn't fail or, or, you know, make a mistake, but, it gives you a starting ground the next day that is further along in the right direction than, well, yeah. I messed up again. I guess I may as well, you know, just yeah. throw caution to the wind. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Goodness. Clean up on aisle five. What was that? I thought that was thunder for a second, but that's the kids upstairs. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounded like thunder. Yeah, it's our sound effects. Lincoln logs spilling on the floor. That's our sound effect. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I agree. You know, my struggle with porn was just like that. Um, you know, I could bounce. I, I knew how to get from one website that was fine to one website that was just okay to one website that was not good to yeah. one website that was bad. And literally just links, click, 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 yeah. click. And I would justify all that along the way just saying, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. Until yeah. I got to something wrong. I did something wrong. Yeah. And, um, that's how I self-sabotage every, you know, every time I was trying because I was like, I'm not going to do this, but I would take myself to that original mm-hmm. website, right. you know, which wasn't maybe bad. Actually, it was Yahoo, to be honest. And you're dating yourself here. <laughs> you don't look at Yahoo anymore. What the heck? Does anybody, <laughs> what is Yahoo? <laughs> it's got news on it. <laughs> I did my sport. I did my fantasy football on it for right. till last year. So I, I just remember those old commercials. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that's all I remember is the old commercials. I don't even remember commercials Yahoo! anymore. 
<laughs> I was just going to ask you to demonstrate. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. But anyways, my point was that I, I agree that, you know, self-sabotage and going down that road and uh, justifying, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty tough to get out well, of. Well, I mean, there's going to be, I think With, it's... Without God. I think it's naive to say that there are going to be times, there aren't going to be times when it's harder than some other times. Because, I mean, I know at one point where I really failed was, uh, and I mean, I don't mean to say that this failure was beyond all other failure. It's, it was failure to failure, but I had kicked that habit, you know, this was a while back. I had kicked that habit and I went out to work in Dodge city and you know, it was, it was lonely. I mean, it was stressful work. It was hot and you go back to a hotel room nobody else is there you got nothing to do so that was that was a very very hard period of time cuz i was working out there for like 2 months and so i'd go home to a hotel room every night all by myself and you know just and instead of putting those brakes on like he he was saying and mm-hmm. You know, probably calling someone and talking to someone or going for a jog or going to the gym they had there at the hotel. Uh, you know, I failed. Yeah. And I failed more than a few times. And it was, you know, I could see myself going to a place that I didn't want to be again. And, you know, it, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, and I eventually overcame it again, but it took a lot of a lot of work. Well, you know, I'll give uh, kind of illustrate a good plan for that situation, just for our, for our audience and just for anybody that's listening. Um, and I say this because honestly, my experience with Brandon, Brandon's went on a trip like that. But he's told me, he's called me during the situations, um, and because uh, we, we've kind of developed that type of relationship to keep each other accountable, mm-hmm. and having a plan is super important. And that's how I got out of the, all of it was I have a plan now. I still have a plan, even though I've not done it for four years, I've not looked at anything. And it's because I execute my plan every day and it includes not looking at R rated movies. It includes not taking second glances at, you know, the chick walking by running, you know, down the road, you know, stuff like that, that just seems innocent to most guys to the world. Um, I've strictly cut out of my life and, but having a plan and, and including God is the base of that. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hard because I mean, it's what you say, taking double takes at girl, because that's natural. I mean, that's, that's just a guy's, I mean, it's so easy for a guy to just give her, give her the once over and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And I hear, and Pastor Craig's really spoke on that a lot, and that's I kind of took that to heart when I was trying to get out of that situation. Yeah. Um, or honestly, I had been out, but it was one of those things that I basically took as good advice and took as one of my own things that I do, and um, not taking a double take. And I don't think you know a lot of guys want to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of this stuff you won't see results right away, and you may not see results. How am I, how how should I put this? You won't. It won't feel like the results came from that course of action. Mm-mm. But it's it's almost like a a supernatural type of work that starts to occur, and those mm-hmm. behaviors begin to 
bring about results in your everyday mm-hmm. life. It goes back to habits, honestly. I mean, <coughs> double takes, that's a habit. I mean, oh, yeah. it's nothing. It's not really thought about unless you think about it. Um, watching R-rated movies, honestly, is not really thought about unless you think about it. You know, it's not, unless you make that part of the plan, it's just part of your life. I mean, everybody does it. And so, um, it takes, uh, I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves in terms of trying to encourage people is you gotta have a plan. And, you know, obviously my big part of it's gotta be, God's gotta be a part of it, but you gotta have a plan exit strategy. Yeah. You know? Practicality. God teaches practicality in the Bible. Yeah. I think <clears throat> something that plays into that a lot, uh, as far as having a plan is, uh, and, and this applies to, to, um, really any thing that you're going through, but is if you're feeling isolated, you're way more susceptible to any of those things we've been talking about. Anxiousness, uh, Temptation with porn yeah. uh, is a big one as it pertains to isolation because that's a uh, a substance, if you will, that leads to more isolation. Um, yeah. So you almost feel like, well, you can't reach out now type thing. So it, it's kind of a downward spiral. But really anything, uh, fearfulness, uh, trouble in your marriage, if you can include, you know, someone that you might consider a brother, you know, um, on that, you know, that you can call up and this is what I'm dealing with you know, that'd be a listening ear. It takes a lot of the wind out of that sail, uh, for yeah. whatever that negative emotion or negative thing is in your life. It's not the be all end all, but boy, it helps. Yeah. 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 The point I was trying to make is, you know, you sometimes won't have, cause we were just talking about how self-sabotage includes, you know, the fact that that sabotage is often done because of the choices you make. Right. Er- ergo self-sabotage. Sometimes you won't have a choice as far as how hard your situation is. Like, I couldn't just tell my boss, no, I'm not going to Dodge City because I'm afraid I'll watch porn. I mean, he would have thought I was crazy. But, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you could have quit your job. You know, you well, could have started, you know... But, I mean, the fact that I didn't choose to... You know, you can choose to be in good company. It doesn't have... It may not be physically... But you can make that choice. Like I, like I said, I could have called somebody mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, gone for a jog. Or You make these choices as far as what situation you're in. And that goes for quite a few things. I mean, uh, who we hang out with. I mean, if you, if you have problems with stealing, if you're a klepto and, you know, you're hanging out with guys that steal, that's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, Brandon's a klepto, so we got to watch. Are you a klepto? (laughs) I'm just over here dying that you use the word klepto. Klepto? (laughs) That's a word. I know, man. Just what do you want me to say? (laughs) You say the whole word kleptomaniac. There you go. (laughs) Klepto, the new villain in Spider Man movies. There you go. So, what? Well, one thing that I thought I'd bring up with that, though, is um, I think we think too highly of ourselves in that when we're dealing with something and we don't bring someone into it, we're in there telling ourselves and believing the lie that, well, it's not really that bad. Like, I mean, I can handle this. I think the lie, I can handle this, 
mm. gets us and takes us down a lot of roads. Yeah. Like a lot of roads. Huh. I got this. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. Or, or it's really not that bad. I bet I can do it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, so maybe you can, you know? But well, maybe you're just borrowing trouble. You don't, you're, you're borrowing a load that you don't have to carry. That's a good point because I don't think, I'm thinking right now and I can't recall ever recall a time where in any situation we've been commanded from scripture to go out and do it ourselves. Mm. There's always the provision that, you know, be with someone, be a good company. Uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's Proverbs mm-hmm. twenty seven seventeen. Uh, uh, what Paul Paul says it many times, you know, Love your brothers and sisters. Um, lift them up. There's always, always the provision to be with others in your community, in your faith. And that's something that you highlight often mm-hmm. is community. Yeah. One of my big pet peeves and most important things. So it sounds to me like that's just the bottom line is uh, a community is your pet peeve. I don't know. I have lots of pet peeves. Or not finding the community is your pet peeve. So what if like, <laughs> so, uh, overanalyzing me is your you, pet peeve. Do you just really hate hermits then, or something? Lance is confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't hate. I don't hate anybody. I love everyone. Okay. <laughs> Brandon doesn't think so. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, that sounds to me like that's pretty much the bottom line. Yeah. No, I think. Anything. I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's right. You know, having community around you um, is going to help you not be more as self sabotage type of person. Yeah, um, it's going to help you get through. Uh, but you got to let somebody in. You know, you yeah, gotta, uh, really in. You know, yeah. it can't be just well, hey, I mean, they're my friends. But you got to let them into what's going on. Ultimately, God is your friend. He will yeah. always be your friend. He will never not be your friend in time of need. But if you have people around you that you can reach out to, do so. Do so. He 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 asks us to do so. He commands us to do so. Uh, it's I mean it's pretty it's pretty important. If yeah. he tells you to do something, it's it's pretty important. So yeah. So uh, in our series here, batting down the hatches. I mean, what's our hatch here? I I think I just. I know, but what I what we've been talking about. Do I need to uh, do I need to solidify it then? Yeah, let's solidify our for hatch, the audience. Our hatch is another person. So put a latch and some hinges on another person <laughs> and oh my goodness. close that puppy up. Brandon, what would you think? I'm a little lost on them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the hatch. Maybe we should have filled him in before we brought him on. Well, he, I think I told him our title was batting down the hatches. Yeah. Right. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like pretend you're going into a storm. Right, a uh, anxiety storm, if you will. I'm and tracking. You uh, hoist the mizzen mast and lost pop. us a bit. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm still tracking. All right, so you're on a ship. Let's hoist go. Hoist the mizzen mast and uh, pop the dinghy and whatever other sailor lingo they got. If <laughs> you bat down the hatches, what I mean, what what uh, what is your what are your thoughts, your overlying thoughts? Well, when I think of batting down the hatches, I'm thinking of, like, weathering that storm. Yeah. And, right. And so, I mean, to weather it, you, you would want to bring in 
your community, whatever that is, be that one person that you can truly trust that uh, accepts you for who you are. Um, or, you know, um, if you're fortunate enough to be a part of a small group, a small group of men or a whatever, your shipmates, so to speak, yeah, your yeah. mateys. I wasn't going to go that nerdy, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bring them Zane in. Zane usually takes us there. <laughs> I've heard a couple intros there. Um, but also, um, you know, I think one of our hatches has to be God. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, obviously that's putting us around the right people. And those people can keep us accountable. Yeah. Anyways, guys. Yeah, I think I think prayer is such a big part of that, and and that's maybe a personal thing. I know some people, um, like my wife, would be one of these that would find more comfort in spending more time in scripture. Whereas for me, if I had to split my time between scripture and prayer, it would weigh more heavily towards prayer. And in this situation. <clears throat> that would be my, another focus. That would be how I would stay connected to the yeah. Lord is to bring that to him in prayer, mm-hmm. expecting him not to take it away because that just unfortunately never doesn't really happen. A right. Lot, but to provide a way through that storm. Yeah. Um, provide comfort. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and provide um, the people and the other tools necessary to weather that storm. Yeah. Because uh, he very rarely. Provision. Yeah. Provision. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, well, I just saw a little pendant on, I think it was Facebook. It was a Facebook ad for, and it didn't even have anything to do with this, but it was uh, a little pe- a little bronze pendant that said, uh, uh, like, calm seas, rarely made a hardy sailor or something like that. Mm. So, I mean, that's what he's doing. When he puts us through... Now, stuff like this, self-sabotage, obviously that's stuff that we bring upon ourselves. But oftentimes he puts us through these uh, trials because he's preparing us for something or he hopes that we can... Like we are, we've all struggled with pornography in this room. Maybe there's a guy right now that's struggling with it pretty hard and he needs to hear something we need to, we've had to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that our advice is... Well, it's two-star. Yeah. Um, not five. It's the same five-star stuff. <laughs> Dr. Phil level, but I mean... Um, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think you're you're right on. Um, we need... Uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah, you're right on. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, prayer, scripture, it, it all works. I mean, and, you know, we can we can give you guys verses all day long, but until you go read them for yourself... And this is the interesting thing about scripture is in every situation you may read the same scripture but it will speak to you differently. Yeah. With each passing situation. So go see what see what the scripture says about fear, see what it says about anxiety, see what it says about uh temptation, you know, the lack of willpower. See what scripture says about this. And yeah, I think my biggest thing I want to leave them with is uh Self-sabotage doesn't have to be what happens next, tomorrow, the next day. Um, you can change. Yeah. And um, it takes a plan. It takes God. It takes um, having people around you. Um, but self-sabotage doesn't have to be a way of life. And um, for a lot of people, it can be. And uh, there's a way out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, 
don't forget to uh, check out our community page, uh, our Facebook page. Um, we're trying to build a community there, guys. We, we just want to connect with you, and uh, we want to be able to, uh, you know, talk to you if you need some somebody to talk to and to just be able to, uh, you know, ask us questions. Uh, we're looking for that first question from one of our uh, our first listeners, and uh, that's not our wives or our girlfriend or anybody else. Anyways, <laughs> but just, no, hit, hit that community page on Facebook. Um, we have a small group on there as well, and uh, just uh, thanks for watching, guys. Yeah, any closing thoughts, Brandon? Yeah, I was just going to correct Lance. Thanks for listening. Oh, my goodness. I do YouTube too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. uh, We're going to try to be on YouTube eventually. Yeah, we will. We will. We're thinking about doing season two that way. I mean, everybody here has a face for radio, but, I mean, sure. (laughs) Anyways, guys. So, Brandon, this might be the last time you ever hear Brandon. (laughs) No, we'll have him on again. Peace out, everybody. At least once or twice. But I do have to say thank you for Brandon for coming on. Yeah, thanks for Being our first guest on here. I'm honored. Um, This is fun. It was different. It was different. We we, we had a slow gallop there at the beginning, but once we got going, (laughs) boy, we we didn't shut up. Yeah. I'll tell you. Anyway, so <clears throat> closing thoughts. Take this. Take all this into consideration, or none of it. It's up to you, really. Uh, and then uh, find out for yourself. Until then, suit up, fight on. See you guys later. <laughs>